いもんたち呼んでるぜ食えば食うほど溢れるパワー世界中から捕まえる夢は無敵のグルメサファイター What's up pals? Anime is weird. Anime is extremely weird. It's pretty weird. Depends. Sorry for the delay, but we're finally back with a brand new episode of Anime is Weird. And this week, we're covering Toriko. And this is my choice because I have a crazy obsession and fondness for food based anime. So, the basic premise for Toriko is、uh, as listed in Crunchyroll's description In a savage world ruled by the pursuit of the most delicious foods, it's either eat or be eaten. This is the great era of gourmet food. While searching for the tastiest foods imaginable, gourmet hunter Toriko travels the world with his bottomless stomach. And only Toriko can hunt down the ferocious ingredients that supply the world's best restaurants. As a gourmet hunter, Toriko tracks and defeats the tastiest and most dangerous animals with his bare hands. So, guys,、uh, we watched the first six, five, seven episodes, depending on which one. <laughs> <laughs> It's weird. We'll get to why there's weird. Massive confusion. Massive confusion. But、uh, initial thoughts about Toriko. Where do I begin? Just free association Freudian psychology stuff. Just say what you feel. Blue, blue mullet man salivates on camera. Blue, blue mullet man is one of seven people who can like hunt fucking ferocious animals or some shit. I thought it was like a, a, a group. Like, this is like a whole.、Yeah. Like they're all like X Men or something. Yeah. Like, like, they got the mutant gene. There's an elite class of mon- monster hunters dedicated to finding. New foods or new re- ingredients to sell off to the richest and most elite restaurants ever. Toriko is one of the, the most prolific hunters out there. He's responsible for Heavenly Kings. That's what they're called. The Elite Four. Yeah, he's one of the four Heavenly Kings, the Elite Four. And he's, he's responsible for 6% of all the brand new ingredients that have been found in the world. So he's responsible for finding, I think, like 6,000 or 7,000 brand new ingredients. So that's kind of ridiculous. And he dresses like a street Goku. He's like street Goku meets Super Saiyan Blue with a mullet. It's like if Goku joined a biker gang or something. Well, he's shirtless. He kind of reminds me of、uh, the villain from、uh, Yu Yu Hakusho,、uh, Tagoro. Do, do, do you guys know who I'm talking about? I have no idea who you're talking about. You've never watched Yu Yu Hakusho? I was like 12. I haven't seen Yu Yu Hakusho when I was like, like a little kid. It's been so freaking long. Yeah, so Tagoro's the,、uh, the fucking like, enormous dude with the sunglasses. Listen, not all of us can afford the entire series of Yu Yu Hakusho, right? This dude. But he's not blue. Oh, he's, he's just saying he's just real ripped. No, like, yeah, the, the muscles. Tariko's real ripped. I don't know how he's real ripped if he's always eaten a lot. Of things. I don't know a lot of things about Tariko, right? That's the problem that we're trying to get to. <laughs> like, like, the, like the, how his entire fighting style is, you know, mimicking a fork and knife, slicing them, slicing enemies in half, even though his action cuts them. Mind you, he's only. And he actually makes metallic noises when he does the pose. It's so great. He's only 25 years old, according to his wiki. So, how long has he been hunting? Like, since he was 15? Or since he was like 10? Must have been. They don't really do a good job of explaining to you where this man came from or how he learned all his weird knife and fork techniques. They just kind of throw you in this world as. They, they really do. Like, every episode starts off with, like, a, a, like a quick vignette of the, the wondrous food wonders that populate the world. So you have, like, these trees that grow these special 
fruit bowls that are filled with with fried meats or volcanoes that spew out curry sauce or but honestly <laughs> none of that stuff sounds appetizing to me like you know just walk down the street and there's like <sighs> pancake grapes hanging from a tree like i don't want to eat that shit like there's already fruit food like growing off of weird shit in the middle of nowhere are you gonna grab that and eat it probably not you want to eat some dirt soda i don't want to eat any dirt soda drink any dirt soda then uh there was this shit's dirty wasn't there like a puffer puffer whale like not a puffer fish, but like it was like a larger. Yeah, the puffer whale is like the second arc or something, or the first real arc that happens in the show. That was like the arc where he had to try to cut off or like cut out like the the poison sack, or else it it yeah, destroys it, the rest it was of the like fish. That one of one of only the four heavenly can like do it. And that was when, like, the Master Roshi knockoff, like, started coming out of nowhere. He, he really tiny, and then for some reason, only his upper torso, or the upper half of his body, coked out, and he was carrying a giant haul of fish as well. I still can't get over the, how everything is, like, supposed to be appetizing, that grows out of nowhere, and I can't get over how disgusting that actually is. Like, you, like seriously, did, you know how sticky soda is? Can you imagine it, like, spouting out of, like, volcanoes or some shit getting everywhere? Like, everything's gonna be sticky and dirty. Like, that doesn't sound good to me. Do you think the entire world is rancid because all this food comes out of nature, but then there's like no or natural form of refrigeration preservation? So all the food that constantly gets spewed out gets spoiled. I'll I'll tell you I'll tell you what's not happening in this fucking world. There's no starvation going on in this fucking world. But it probably smells like garbage because you know what, like like what you said, Chris. That that's the part of the world they don't tell you. They don't say like, oh. Look at all these great, like, pancake trees and marshmallow clouds, but then they pan to the left a little bit, and you got all these, like, dead flies and, like, maggots crawling out of the ones that expired. You know? You're, I, you're I fucking will let cotton you guys candy know bushes. If there was a fucking bacon tree, I would be eating it. There are probably bacon trees here. Or maybe or maybe the bacon's the bark of the trees. You just peel, peel off the bacon from the tree trunk, and it's just crispy. Chris, I want to grow one of these. <laughs> We'll make it happen. But going back, while I will entertain that hunger is probably not a problem or as much of a problem, I think there's a severe, severe caste society or oligarchy that's going on. Because, because as I read in the description, the gourmet hunters hunt for the richest gourmet restaurants only. So I feel like there's just this giant paywall where people who want to try out the most exotic ingredients that Totoko gets but they can't because all the all the restaurants they buy exorbitant prices and they keep it for themselves to sell to their massively rich clientele so the rest of the common masses you know they either live off the land which is probably rancid or you know they sell off their firstborn children just to have a taste of that amazing puffer fish also it's like absurdly dangerous to live there yeah there's, like, all these crazy monster hunter animals, like, running around, and it's just insane. Like, you want to go to the to the lollipop forest and shit, but then there's going to be a, a giant demon dragon waiting to eat you with, like, a capture, like, rate of eight or some shit. Which is b- bizarre to me, because there's, like, capture levels, and in, in the, the One Piece episode, they're like, oh, for, for a capture level one animal, you need a group of hunters with shotguns to take it down. But then, in a further episode, they're in the fucking cave looking for the whales, and they're like, oh, these mushrooms are capture level one. So what the fuck? You got people got need shotguns to find the mushrooms? Doesn't make any fucking sense. They walk over and they pick the mushrooms. 
there needs to be a better ranking system for these capture levels. Because it's either you're going to need an army of shotgun-toting people to take it down, or you can just pick it. Unless there's two, there needs to be two separate ones. Not only do you need an army of shotgun armed people, but like the classes, they also go into tiers where you need like X amount of tanks to take down this one particular gourmet monster. Which makes me wonder, like, what kind of organization is the International Gourmet Organization? Because the IGO is the entire bureaucratic clandestine, I guess pseudo clandestine organization that funds and pays all these bounties. Uh, and assigns all these jobs to the gourmet hunters. So I, what I'm thinking, they're probably like, they're like the Umbrella Corporation. You know, they have their own private military forces and research, research departments. So they're always doing like a whole bunch of food research. And they're very secretive. They they suppress the press and any, like, there's this one episode where this poor reporter, she she, she constantly gets pushed away and like, threatened to, go, to be arrested because she's trying to figure out what's going on at a research facility. I, I just, I was looking up capture levels and uh, I think I saw one of them as high as like 2,000. But then there's all these unknowns and immeasurables. You want to break this down by episode? Yeah, let's do that. So the first really weird thing about this weird anime is it's just baffling what they would label episode one. So... Canonically, according to, like, to several sources, they all list the first episode of Totoko as this crossover episode with One Piece, specifically One Piece 492. And Totoko and his band, which if you've never seen Totoko in the first place, you don't really know who's who. They meet up with Luffy and his crew on the same island, and they both try to fight or try to capture this particular bird a part like nami from one piece and kumatsu totoko's little psychic buddy they're they've been kidnapped and you know they have to save them so what do you think what do you, i just i mean I, I for me i haven't seen a lot of one piece because one it started so long ago and now it's like the episode 500 or 600 and that's just way too long of a series to catch up to i'm gonna be real Toriko already got on my bad side from this episode because he tried to eat Chopper. <laughs> so, like, you know what One Piece is, but I don't know anything about One Piece. And so, starting this series with this episode, which is what where I started because I figured I'd just go with the original numbering, then start with the, you know, the other episode two starts. So, I don't know anything about One Piece. I don't know anything about Toriko. So, having, like, this crossover meant nothing to me. And it was literally about Stretch Armstrong Pirate and his potato reindeer meeting like the blue the blue mullet man. And I was like, I don't know what the fuck is happening, and I don't care. And this is like the worst place to start a series because it makes the assumption that you are that that Luffy, Lumpy, whatever his name is, and his pirate crew is like old friends of yours that, that you're very familiar with. And it's like, oh, let me, they're a new adventure. Oh, oh, who are these new gents, these new characters to get acquainted with? But you don't know anybody if you've never seen either show. I completely agree, Stan. Like, this, this show makes the assumption that you're familiar with all the Shonen Jump properties. So all these, all these properties came from Shonen Jump. So One Piece, Dragon Ball Z, uh, Naruto and uh, Totoko, and like later, later Totoko does have a crossover episode with Dragon Ball Z, which makes zero sense to me how that could work in terms of timeline and how do they uh, setting 
Like all these all, all is all these worlds linked together, or is Shonen Jump similar to Captain N or Kingdom Hearts, where it's just you know many many universes all linked into one giant web of universes? I don't know. It's weird. Like I, I feel like the creators like were in on the joke, but they still went ahead and said "fuck you" because the beginning episode started off with, with like breaking the fourth wall. It started like the Muppet Show where they were or on the Keenan and Kel. Exactly. They, they start on the stage and they're like, "Hey, this episode is a crossover episode, and it's also an anniversary and episode to celebrate Totoko becoming an anime." After being a manga for so, for so long, and they just kind of threw you in the middle of it, and you have all these characters that you don't know, even more characters you you don't know if you're not familiar with One Piece like me or Stan. I thought it was just a very sloppy, messy start. Yeah, they were just like, "Oh, here it goes," and then they just went into it, <laughs> and they didn't they didn't do a good job explaining anything because they explained things with episode two. And if they did explain stuff in episode one and I just missed it, it's still ridiculous to explain it and then explain it again again in episode two, which should be the actual start of Tariko. So this should have been a bonus episode. The other thing is that the second half of this two-parter is a One Piece episode, a random numbered 400 episode level Actually, I think, I think it's like 600. I don't know. It's, it's right, way, whatever the way fuck later. giant number it is, right? As far as I know, since I'm not going to be watching One Piece, this episode ended with the One Piece crew dying, and then Tariko just is like, fuck it, and then moves on with his life. Because somebody gets kidnapped, and then it's just like, whatever, because I'm yeah, not it's, watching uh, that. it's his little buddy Komatsu, which I hate. I hate Komatsu. This little jerk, psych, he's so useless. And the potato he reindeer, himself- right? No, no, that's that's Chomper, right? Yeah, oh, okay. Komatsu, I don't know. is like the little he's like he's like the chef sidekick of Totoko who's really short and all he does is scream and whine and and panic and piss his pants and I hate him and he's, I think it's really annoying and he gets kidnapped at the end of the episode and it's like, "Well, I don't care about him." I guess but he died. I'm not going to find out what's going to happen to him. I guess he died. Yeah. So what happens in episode 492? So what happens if you're just watching One Piece then and all of a sudden you're you're watching 491? And it's a regular-ass episode, and then all of a sudden 492 hits, and it's like, oh, here's the blue mullet man coming to save whatever his face is called. I'm gonna be real, that would piss me off. I mean, what the fuck's going on? Now now I gotta go watch Tariko? I gotta go watch Blue Blue Man? The Blue Man group? To figure out what's going on? That's ridiculous. So in this episode, uh, the crew of One Piece, they've been sailing for days... They haven't found an island, and they're, they're like, out of food. And it happened to Lana's island called Hungry-La. So it's a playoff of Shangri-La. Uh, uh-huh. So like, I don't know if that was funny or too cheesy, but whatever. So all and like, so, they, cheesy. so they land on this island. All the island's edible. Luffy is on a scouting party, and then they run into Totoko, and then they team up together to... Oh, they start fighting over a hungry law bird which is apparently this super rare tasty bird uh, capture the bird and they eat they eat it entirely and they didn't and like luffy in particular doesn't save any food for their for their crew which is still on the boat and they're they're still dying they're still starving meanwhile everyone else is gorging themselves like crazy at the end Komatsu and nami gets kidnapped and uh, and it's on a cliffhanger and we don't know until like 200 episodes later in one piece did this episode help you did this episode benefit you andy having this prior knowledge of one piece going in like not at all i still had no fucking clue what was going on with all right i figured as the much the torco world 
It was pretty. It was a useless first episode. And if that was the first episode, I'd be like, I'm not watching this series because I don't know what's going on. I feel like it should have just been like a 40 minute long special. Yeah. Without any episode numbering. Yeah. Just kind of like. Episode Without zero. episode one, this crossover provide like maybe two or three pieces of world be- world building. One that the concept of, of gourmet hunters. Uh, they also introduced capture levels, and they they introduced. But they reintroduce all of that in episode two. Exactly. So it's like so it's why pointless. why couldn't episode one not be the first uh, first episode, and then do the crossover, and then go back to episode two or three? Or I. Yeah. It's probably just a hook to get the One Piece fans to watch a new anime, but I don't... Other than that, I have no idea why, what the purpose of that would be. Because then it turns off the people who have no idea what One Piece is, and it's just like, well, why am I going to watch this at Fuck all? Fuck it, yeah. <sighs> Alright, let's move on to the actual number one episode, not this weird crossover one. So, Totoko meets for the first time the psychic I really hate named Komatsu to help track down this alligator for a very important dinner. It's basically to set up the the premise of the show and like, at least for like the first couple episodes, I guess, like the form- formulaic arc. Oh, there's like, there, there's this new gourmet monster we have to find. Let's go get him. And they run into trouble and they resolve it and then they eat it at the end. And it's the most amazing thing they've ever eaten. <laughs> Yeah, every single which time. Which, uh, yeah, I was just gonna say, which I'm pretty sure is the way almost every episode ends. It's a pretty simple premise. It's just, it's just, it's just world building exposition. So they they introduce you to the weird food wonders of the world and who is Totoko and who Kamatsu is. They introduce Totoko's fighting style, which is the fork and knife jutsu stuff. They start teasing this villain. Which I have no idea what's his end game. All I know is he he sits in this absurdly comically evil looking castle, and throughout the series, he's he's talking with his henchmen, mar- remarking about how Totoko is succeeding in acquiring like specific gourmet creatures that they want, but they're not making a really like much of an effort to acquire themselves. But I don't. Do you have any idea what's the villain or what what's his, what's his game? I. He just reminds me of Skeletor. No, isn't he like Claw from Inspector Gadget, <clears throat> where he just sits in the chair with the cat? Kind of. That's actually, yeah, that's definitely a better like, representation. Like, get him, get Tariko, and then he just like bumbles through. This would be a lot better if Tariko was like an idiot and he like just bumbled through like finding all this food, like Inspector Gadget would. Yeah, he's like an idiot savant. I would love that. <laughs> Why isn't there an Inspector Gadget anime? You know, there probably is. There probably is, like, some doujinshi or some, like, knockoff anime or manga or inspired by Inspector Gadget. I would love, like, a... I know this is, like, a side. We're probably going to cut this, but imagine, like, an Inspector Gadget Detective Conan, like, fucking crossover. That would be crazy. That would be awesome. (laughs) All right, so episode two. Um, I just want to say something about Tariko as a character. I, listen, like, I really wish this show would, would... tell me what the fuck his ba- his real background is. I feel like it would have been a better show if they had focused at, on the beginnings of him and how he learned his weird kung fu fork and knife stuff and how he became one of the Elite Four instead of dropping us in media res. It can work, but I feel like it doesn't work here because I don't care enough about his current adventures. And I care more about his history, but I don't want to watch his current adventures to figure out what his history is. That being said, I do like the fact that Tariko has this stance where he won't kill anything he doesn't want to eat. 
And that's the only thing about his character that I really like is just that he's like he has like non-lethal means of of dealing with animals that he doesn't want to eat. And I like that he's not wasteful in that sense. And he's like, "Oh, I'm hungry, so I'll just kill you." I don't know, man. This uh <laughs> uh it's it's so hard getting through this already. Is we're only in like episode 2. I kind of like Komatsu though. Like I know you don't like him, Chris, but I'm I more interested. I feel like he's really whiny and annoying. Yeah, but I like... feel like this is his traveling with Tariko is making him a better chef, and I'm kind of more interested in him learning to become a better chef than I'm interested in Tariko being static, a static character who's already really good. It's like a worse version of One Punch Man, where he's already too strong and he's gonna kill anybody, anybody, anybody anyway. We already know Tariko's just gonna fucking chop up whatever the fuck comes in his way, right? Komatsu's this little little wimp guy. But he's eventually going to become this master chef, and I find that more interesting to follow than Tariko being whatever the fuck, like his not having any growth as a character. All the growth is in is in this kid. Komatsu should knife. be in Food Wars. That's what you're saying. And like the the end of of our of the episodes that we watched, where he's cutting the puffer well, that was my favorite moment of the six episodes because I was very interested in seeing him achieve this ability to cut this puffer well that no one else can do. You know, and that 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 was more rewarding to me than watching, you know, Monster of the Week getting killed by Tariko and then him going, This is so great. Wow. Yummy. <laughs> like, I don't give a fuck. I can't I can't ever eat that food. Right? I can't ever eat that thing because it doesn't exist. So why do I care what it tastes like, Tariko? And why would I care about your garbage food growing in the fucking wilderness? Because I can't eat that shit either. I, I feel like we don't even need to review all of these episodes. <laughs> I, like, I think the bird has, has been made. <laughs> Listen, you don't know anything, right? See, I'm just making the observations here. Oh my gosh. So, in this episode, the IGO hires Totoko to harvest the legendary rainbow fruit. And it's stuck inside one of their research facilities. It's been protected by this giant band of troll kongs. They're basically like oversized gorillas. It was just like a more like a you know monster kill of the week kind of things. Not much interesting happened, I think. But you know, they reveal like a brand new special technique of Totoko, which is basically him punching the same location three times at the same exactly the same point, and it creates like a like some force explosion thing. I don't, I don't like know. a nail in a in a wall. <laughs> Because yeah, that's, exactly. That's how it works. You you nail a nail into the wall and the whole wall falls over. <laughs> that's I also like what's what's the name of the reporter woman? Tina. Yeah, I like her too because she's she feels very Lois Lane to me. And I like that she's trying to track down this scoop while Tariko's being like his dumbass self. And then Komatsu is like learning to be a chef. I'm more interested in, in Tina and Komatsu than I am Tariko and his giant monster food. You know what I really love? I, I love Johans. He's he's part of the IGO and he's Totoko Komatsu's handlers. And he's like he's super shady, wears sunglasses, a suit, he threatens Tina with arrest and it's like what the hell is the IGO about? Like, I'm more interested about the IGO because they seem so shady. And still in this episode, the 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 villains, Dr. Claw, ripoff guy, they're still sitting in their castle. They have some elaborate surveillance system to figure out what exactly Totoko's doing. But they're not doing anything about it. They're just like, oh, Totoko has the sacred rainbow fruit now. And yeah, and that's it. The worst villains ever. <laughs> Maybe they're like recruiting for like chef masters or some like reality show where it's like the hunter and the chef and they have to cook together or something. Probably not because 
who knows all right so the last three episodes is the puffer whale arc uh which we touched on where Todoko and Komatsu have to set out and capture the puffer whale and it's really hard because they're the one they're extremely hard to find and two they have the poison sack and if you don't cut it out right it infects the rest of the meat and it's like super deadly poison or something that'll kill you if you ingest it like immediately exactly so they go through this this super elaborate labyrinth and they have, they have to dive underneath the ocean but they introduce they introduce coco which is like that's one right of the better, yeah. one of the better characters yeah, he's one of my favorite characters <laughs> yeah the, the poison bomb guy <laughs> yeah oh my god he just he is a poisonous man so so coco <laughs> has ingested so much poison that he is immune to most poisons out there. And he could turn his body into straight-up poison. Yeah, the only problem is uh, he has to inject himself with small doses of poison, like, so that he can stay immune to them. And he can, like, force his antibodies to make new poison, which, yeah. is, which is ridiculous. Which is how he defeats the, the devil python. And he, like, he shoots giant balls of poison at people. It's crazy. And I just like he can walk past predators and they won't fuck with him because they know he's yeah. mostly poison. We also got our first look at knocking Master Jito. He's like the Master Roshi kind of guy. He's like an old man. You don't know what's his story. But you find out he's a secret badass. Yeah, he's like the drunken master type thing. Mm-hmm. As I think about this, like there's just it's just very formulaic monster kill of the week. And I, I'm just finding how boring I found it. I'm I'm sure it develops eventually into something. But I felt like there wasn't any stakes like, there's nothing at hand. Like, even if they fail doing whatever they're doing, it's just, like, they don't have a, a new, like, rare, tasty treat at the you end of the episode. You know what this, like, strangely reminds me of? Jeroni Kenshin. Really? Yeah, just because it's, like, the same thing, enemy beat of the week. Because mm. that's exactly how we saw it. Like, that's yeah. all it was. It was just, like, they introduce someone, they beat them, they befriend them. In this, it's, like, they introduce... A new monster, they beat it, they eat it. Yeah. Uh, like, uh, I agree with Stan, like, the, the villains, they just literally do nothing. They just sit around in their castle. They're, they're not creating any tension. They're not They're not teasing any of the endgame. So there's, you don't really have a re- You don't have a reason there's, to care. There's nothing at stake, you yeah. know? There's, I mean... It's a shonen anime. You know that Totoko will get the kill at the end of the episode. Yeah, because like, he's already way overpowered. At least even Goku gets his ass beat, like, once in a while, you know? Like, yeah. Tariko just rolls out, and he's just like, I'm just gonna eat this guy right here. Like, ching ching! And then he just eats him. And it's like, who the, who the fuck cares? You're just gonna... That's why I said, like, I care in more about... In the first arc of Dragon Ball Z... Goku fucking dies. Yeah, yeah exactly. I know. Exactly. I mean, that, <laughs> the stakes are so high right there. Episode. It's like, 90% of Dragon Ball Z is Goku getting his ass beat by varying villains until he can get good enough. And then after that, it's like, well, fuck, if Goku dies now, they can't wish him back with the Dragon Balls again. Yeah. So they have to train the fuck out with Gohan and Piccolo and Ko yeah. and stuff. You know? But with with this show, it's like you're just not going to have your highly privileged meal at the end of the episode. Or Tariko will die and like, who gives a fuck? Because there's like 800 <laughs> other hunters... You know, I th- that's why I was feeling more for Komatsu and even Coco because I was like, these guys are more interesting. Like Komatsu is just a regular dude with a knife and he can cut shit real well, but that's, he can't fight. So I was more interested in seeing him become a better chef, you know? And with Tariko, he's already, he's already done. He's got to the point where he's uh, advanced enough that he can take out most monsters. So why do I care about him anymore as a character? You know, from the beginning, there's no like hero's journey here for me to follow. It's, it's done. And it's not even interesting in the fact that, like, 
I, I hate to keep comparing this to other shows, but One Punch Man where where Saitama's already super powerful, but then you have all these other characters that have all these stakes and their own arcs that you get interested in. And with Toriko, it's just, you know, Komatsu and Tina and Coco. Like, like, I don't, I just keep repeating the fact that at the end of the day, they're just not going to have a meal. You know, they they go home and buy whatever the fuck food they want. Yeah. You know, because they, they're, they're so, these people are so well off that they go out because they're bored and they want new food. They're like anime privilege over here. You know, <laughs> they don't got to struggle and fight and save the fucking universe like everyone else, you know? Exactly. Like similar to that, like the driving conflict, like, the driving force behind Totoko and his characterization is that, or I guess for Totoko and a lot of other gourmet hunters, they hunt to create their ideal full course meal. So that's like every gourmet hunter's goal is to create the perfect seven course meal. And it's like, okay, well, I, I mean, sure. You Who's going to eat it? You know, like nobody. I, I, I don't see... Torko will eat it. Your, like, in- incredibly wealthy friends are going to be sitting there at the table with you. Yeah. This this show is so bougie. What the hell? Yeah, it's like such a bougie anime. <laughs> uh, watch so. watch the villains of the fucking... Of the anime be regular-ass people who just want a decent meal. Maybe maybe that's what the main villain like, is. Like He's Walmart like... Em- employees or some shit. <laughs> like... Like let's what, get some of this food in our stores. Is to steal all the all the like the fanciest recipes and ingredients from every single restaurant in the world and destroy it and to destroy every every food wonder so they can bring people back to a simpler time. Maybe maybe they're like anarcho primitives, like Tyler Durden. You know, it's like we don't we don't need these fancy curry volcanoes or puffer whales. We just need some good old fashioned Taco Bell. What's wrong with Taco Bell? <laughs> Need some corn and mashed potatoes. That's about it. That's all I need. Need some mac and Cheetos. Mac and Cheetos. Are, are we ready to like fucking read this? I think we are. I think I think there's a lot of emotion, a lot of feelings. I think we're a little bit high strung. I think we need to end this and move on. I did like the little tease at the end of episode six where they had that weird monster come out of the water and everyone was like, "What the fuck is that?" And it's just like this weird, like plague doctor looking guy. With who just like captured a bunch of puffer whales or something, and then he just walks away. I thought that was cool, but I, I wasn't interested enough to keep watching the show because I felt like there was no reason to. Really looking forward to the show because I love food anime, and I'm just maybe I, I had too, too high of expectations in this show. The show seemed very lackluster, and man, just I, I thought it was just very flat. I mean, like there was no stakes, and then it was very formulaic, yeah. and I felt like it tried it tried to take um a food anime and turn it into a shonen. Where it should have just stayed a food anime, you know? Exactly. Okay, so how about we rate it? I I think, personally, it's good weird, because I like the idea of these hunters going out and finding these exotic beasts to eat, but the way that they use the world and the characters that are in it is not ideal and not enough to make me want to keep watching. I think it's, it's I like the idea of this crazy-ass Willy Wonka world, you know? I just think the way they present it is, like, completely off and not engaging at all. So good weird, but I would say pass. You because if you try to, if I say try it, you're gonna watch the One Piece episode. You're like, what the fuck is going on? And then you'd be like, I don't care. Good weird pass, which is a weird combination. It's like two ends of the spectrum. I, I say it's good weird, definitely poorly executed. Mm-hmm. Uh, especially like what you said, the One Piece episode being the very first episode. Complete turn off. It's 
it's like, what the fuck? Because ne- then technically episode two is One Piece episode 463. Yeah. And you're like, the fuck? But then neither of those episodes continue on with, with Tariqo Not episode at all, two. But, but if you, if you want to be technical, those are the first two episodes of Toriko. Yeah. So I would say give it a try, but start from episode two. Yeah. If you're gonna do that, at least skip the One Piece crossover. Yeah, don't don't watch the One Piece crossover unless you have some Toriko knowledge and some One Piece knowledge. Yeah, if you're already a fan of One Piece, I would say skip this episode anyway and start with two regardless. Oh yeah, just to get the basis of so the world. Once you know some stuff about Toriko, then if you feel like you still want to watch it, you go back and then you watch it because then you because then you have an idea of who these characters are and then you already know who One Piece guys are. Yeah, Chris, I agree. I think. I think it is good weird. I think it had a really it had a great nugget of a premise. I thought uh it was like Monster Hunter but with with Willy Wonka or Cloudy with a chance of meatballs combined. And I thought they had some pretty interesting characters. They you had Totoko who who's just like you know well I mean, Totoko he was an amalgam of like other shonen characters by I really lo- I was really tickled by like the fork and knife fighting style for some reason and I loved Coco and Master Roshi knockoff guy, what's his name? Oh, Jiro, Master Jiro. Jiro. And I love the weird, secrety, shadowy, shadowy nature of IGO. And even though the, I, I've been bashing on the villains, I'm still curious what their what their actual deal is. But the ideas, they just they did not execute them well at all. Uh, and I think they spoiled a lot of the of the the potential of the idea. So I would give it a good weird, but proceed with caution, and especially with the first episode, just skip the skip the One Piece unless you're already caught up with One Piece or a really big fan. But go straight to episode one, and then revisit the crossovers at some other time. I would I would prefer a, a Coco Komatsu like <laughs> team up, like Poison Man and Knife Boy adventures. It would be really cool if they did like Coco and Komatsu team up with Goku and Bulma. But when they were kids, like a Dragon Ball crossover. That well, they do cool. have a Dragon Ball crossover. Um, but it's Z. I, I, no, I, or Dragon Ball Z, that's right. Um, I'm talking about Dragon Ball. Like little Goku and Pilaf is trying to like steal the food that they're, they're going after. Like Muppet Babies. <laughs> yeah, like Muppet Babies. Uh, if I recall correctly, the Dragon Ball Z crossover they had, it had Goku, Krillin, Goten, Trunks... Totoko and the Z Fighters, they all end up at the same tournament and they were fighting and I think they're fighting for some food prize or something. So they were fighting in a tournament over something. That's what that's what I remember from the synopsis. I don't know. I think Shonen Jump, Viz, you know, those guys, they just tried to jump jump the gun and tried to cram in try to just take advantage of all like the related fandoms that you've like, oh, you know, fans of One Piece probably like dbz so they probably like totoko so they just try to jam it in all at once and i i don't i don't, I don't think that was the right decision mm-hmm. agreed yeah all right so the verdict is good weird but you know proceed with, proceed caution. with caution use discretion um skip episode one so that was it for totoko that was it for anime is weird anime is weird is a monthly anime review podcast where stan andy and i we we watch anime we've never seen before and review it our last episode was wait what was our last uh, last episode god i don't remember now like almost two months ago it was pillow boys it was pillow that was right. it was, no Donchi, son. Makuro, exactly so we did pillow boys you know this this month 
Uh, we did Totoko. A little crazy. But... But it's It was a little bit late, but, you know, better late than never. Thank you for listening. You can find us on Twitter at AnimesWeird. You can find Stan on Twitter at... Stan Doom. Doom. And you can find Andy on Twitter at... Sweet Justice One. And you can find me on Twitter at Kyo Ninja for Hire. That's K-Y-O Ninja for Hire. Um, you can find Anime is Weird on the same RSS feed as Super Nerd Pals. So all you have to do is subscribe to Super Nerd Pals. If you're not already, well, what's wrong with you? Please subscribe to how us. How are you, you listening to this one? I, 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 <laughs> Please let us know so, how you found this. <laughs> Please let us know. You, you can you can send us a message on Facebook or uh, post a comment on our Facebook group. Facebook.com slash group slash Super Nerd Pals. Thank you. He, he you can also to that one. <laughs> you can also find all of our anime's weird content with our Super Nerd Pals content on our website at supernerdpals.com, which has all of our links and widgets to Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, Instagram, blog post, uh, Tumblr. All of it's on there. So stay tuned for our future episodes. Thank you for listening. Thanks for listening. Who's the